Welcome to this week's Green Side Up. This is Richard Henschel from the University of Illinois Extension Service, and in the studio with me is Laura Barr. This is week three. Laura, how are you? Doing great. Good. Well, this time of year, at least, there's not a whole lot to do outside, and doing radio shows together makes sense. I'm glad you're here. We knew, we knew February was National Heart Month, so what's March going to be? March is National Nutrition Month. Okay. <laughs> All right. I know, like many other organizations, everyone has their sayings and phrases and mottos and logos. So I know uh, the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics has a message in 2016. What's that one? That one is savor the flavor of eating right. Wow. Pretty strong words. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eating right is really talking about, as you've alluded to, like probably in the very first show together, was cooking your own food. Well, that's helpful. And, and, and flavoring it with herbs and spices. Exactly. And just and knowing that healthy food can taste good and just adapting that to your palate because everybody's palate's a little bit different. Yeah. And just learning how to prepare food or even order food in a restaurant. You can ask for sauces on the side you know, like salad dressings or even Mm -hmm. sauces they put over meats, and learning how to get around both at home and in restaurants and at the grocery store. I know. You mentioned uh, eating foods that, uh, you know, kind of taste good. I was probably a young adult before I ever tasted eggplant cooked that I liked, and it was just how it was prepared. Right. And And that makes such a difference. So, okay. Um, And and at the tail end of last week, I kind of talked about, or we kind of talked about, the idea of my plate and the size of the dinner plate and all that. There's a lot more to the my plate than what I talked about or we talked about last week. When you start in on that, again, to kind of reinforce, what's the size of your dinner plate supposed to be? Nine-inch diameter. Okay. (laughs) And, And then go through the percentages of what you're supposed to find on the plate. Well, I think, as we had mentioned before, shift to eating more fruits, vegetables, and low-fat dairy to increase the intake of nutrients of public concern. So basically, the vitamins, minerals, protein that's in these foods are what Americans tend to be lower in. And the My Plate message, make half your plate fruits and vegetables, is again front and center. And also varying, getting variations. Different colors of fruits and vegetables have different phytochemicals, antioxidants. So getting different colors, not eating repeatedly the same things, kind of getting a, a rainbow of colors, if you will. I know you had been out at the Kane County Idea Garden with me last summer, and we kind of stopped at the, the wide selection of peppers. And you talked about, again, colors of vegetables and, and that, that as well as the leafy greens and things. So I think that, that should, at least in season, that ought to be easy for all of us to do. It might be a little tougher during the winter months. It's available at the stores if you shop and look and focus on that. But probably it's a little easier during our own very local growing season. So vary the veggies, got that one. And then I know they talk about that half your plate being fruits and veggies. So when we're talking about fruits, is there an example or are there, again, guidelines for even the fruit side of it? Yeah, generally we ask folks to eat about two pieces of fruit a day, but more would be better. And I think the the message on the plate is focus on fruit. So instead of that Snickers bar, you know, choose an apple, choose an orange, and 
watermelon if in season again when when fruit is in season it's really delicious but i think for people to learn to reach for the fruit it tastes delicious it has lots of water which we need and it's just loaded with nutrients so fruit just kind of thinking about it have its first snack have it at night when you're looking for something before you go to sleep it's light very nutritious water. It's all good. Pick the fruit, not the, not the candy bar. Or the potato chips. Or the potato chips, okay. We all love bread, but there's better kinds of uh, grains to eat than Yeah, than yeah. Grains are wonderful, healthy, wholesome foods. And sometimes they get a bad rap for people that are like, oh, carbs are, are bad, which is, is, is not true. There are healthy carbs and there are less healthy carbs. So we want to focus on the healthy carbs. And grains are a complex carbohydrate and they have fiber and they are, they are very healthy for us. We need them for energy. Um, but the good thing is the whole grains. So we would think of corn tortillas, brown rice, whole grain bread. You'd want to read your label and see whole grain flour or whole oats, whole, whole wheat, somewhere in the first one to three ingredients. And then you know you're getting that bang for your buck, that whole nutrition, whole wheat pattern. Protein is also a big deal. Yes, goline with protein is the message behind the plate. So looking at chicken, fish, beans, having pork and beef a few times a week, but going more lean. Foods like bacon and sausages, those are mostly saturated fats. So we would look at them as like sometimes foods, kind of like we look at candy and ice cream. They are you know, full of salt. A treat once in a while. They're a treat. Okay. Some would probably uh, not think of bacon as a treat, but we'll, <laughs> but we'll go on. So, <laughs> so that might be one of those things, as you talked about in an earlier show, about just changing something up just a, one or two things at a time. So one less strip of bacon for a while and, and break that and slowly break that habit of piling it on the plate. Yeah, or maybe just have it as a weekend treat and look for healthier versions of breakfast. Okay. And I know you talked a great deal about this, and I have, I have I saw a, a chart not too long ago that showed the product and the, the amount of sugar in a baggie below it. Not shocked. I knew it was a lot, but it was an enormous amount of sugar in a can of pop. Yeah, about 13 to 15 teaspoons of sugar. So when you think of it, a mom would would not take a glass of water and add 15 teaspoons of sugar to that water. But, you know, the marketing for soda, again, is good. They market their product well. But again, it's a sometimes food, something not to be drink daily, but to have as a treat. That's how we view I, soda. I've talked to folks that have just, they cut out the pop and lost 15, 20 pounds in a year. Yeah, because there's about 200 calories per 10 to 12 ounces. That adds up pretty quick, especially when you're supersizing, making them bigger and bigger. And the other thing is, you know, you read the label, and this is something that it, it's perfectly legal and all that, but read how many servings per container are there. So per, con- per serving, the number n- might not be bad, but if there's two servings and you know you drink the entire can of pop or the, the plastic bottle of something, a very sugary drink, you are 
you're you're kind of lying to yourself because you're getting twice as much. Right. So the sugar and the calories are adding up quickly. Maybe even multiplying. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> that could be. So um, again, something that we've talked about in the previous shows: this whole idea of salt or sodium and that it sneaks in in so many processed foods when you have something that's low calorie, low sugar, low whatever, uh, to give it the flavor, uh, they'll put back in salt. So talk to us about salt and what our daily amount ought to be. Yeah, so the daily amount for an an adult that's healthy is 2,300 milligrams. As we get older, if we have high blood pressure or diabetes or heart disease, that shifts to 1,500 milligrams. And I do want to add that the recommendation is for those over 55 that it be 1,500 milligrams. Just because as we get older, more chronic disease tends to be more of an issue. So going back to the the average 2,300 milligrams, that's about a teaspoon of salt. And when we're looking at processed foods, again, they tend to be high in salt. The soups, the gravies, the vegetables even, there's a lot of salt in it. So just being mindful that when we take a lot of salt in, it holds fluid in our bodies, and the more salt we eat, the more we crave. So just looking to other foods for flavor, like the the herbs and the spices, is a much better way to go and a, a better way to feed your family. Excellent. Okay. Laura, we always zoom right through our time on the show every week, it seems, so uh, we're, we're out of that time for this week. I appreciate it again, the fact that we talked about March being the National Nutrition Month. That's a great thing to know. Academy's message of savor, the flavor of eating right. Exactly. Right? Okay. Those are all good, just all good ideas. So I appreciate it. Laura, thank you. This has been Richard Henschel with this week's Green Setup. We'll be back again next week.